Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. I'm Amy Lynch, and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guest mini episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season 5 has been sponsored by the Startup Women Fund, presented by Startup Canada, Scotiabank, and UPS. Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Melissa Marsden is a workplace dynamic strategist, founder and director of Community, and a parent of four kids. Based on decades of research exploring human behavior, her specialist team guides clients through the transformation of their workplaces for a new world of work. She is a published author, speaker, host of the Work Life by Design podcast, and has won numerous business awards and been featured in architecture and design media and industry events across Australia. In the second mini-episode, we talk about some of the different types of work modes, physical spaces, and flexible models which enable people to connect and collaborate. Let's get into it. I was reading your community, the purpose behind your company, and you talk about how you work to help your clients unlock the potential of businesses' two biggest assets, their people and their property. Mm -hmm. So can you share a bit about how the past few years have impacted your clients with reimagining their workspaces to support flexible work? And I know it's been different in Australia than it's been here in Canada. We've all had different lockdown measures and different, you know, return to work policies and things. But have you noticed a big shift in the type of client work that you're getting engaged on or the the feedback your clients are seeking from you based on trying to attract talent and retain them to come into the workspace. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very different across Australia as well. So for some context, like Brisbane only went through a six-week lockdown, whereas Melbourne were in lockdown for two years. So the impact and the, the lived experience for people in different states has been very, very different, which has impacted businesses in different ways. So we work with a national organisation and what's happening in Brisbane is very different to what's happening in their Melbourne office because of the the personal experience of their people. Pre-COVID, and we kind of talk about it from a pre-COVID and post-COVID kind of a way, but pre-COVID, it was very progressive companies who were thinking about what their workplace needed to do to support the performance of their people. And historically, our workplaces have kind of embodied three main sort of typologies. You had a workstation, you had an office, and you had a meeting room. And there wasn't much diversity in time of space other than that. But these companies that were a bit more progressive started to see that if we can create more variety in the types of spaces that we're offering our teams to work and more flexibility on how they work, even just within the office, we can provide them with better tools to be able to be more productive. And so we were starting to look at, you know, desk sharing ratios pre-COVID, but a lot of companies weren't actually adopting them. They were like a secondary measure. We'll build this and we've got the idea. We know how it could work if, if we need to. But when I say that diversity of space, we were talking about quiet rooms phone booths, lounge areas, spaces that I can go and work alone, library style spaces, collaboration areas, open technology spaces where we can have, you know, group huddles, we can brainstorm, we can collaborate in addition to a workstation or or any of these other things. And I think what COVID did was it just really accelerated that shift. Like it was coming, but a lot of companies were resistant to it. Um, A lot of individuals, you know, didn't want to, to change. Like change was always scary and was quite hilarious. You know, during COVID, we were all sitting there going, you know, this 
would be an 18 month to two year change program, but we all did it overnight effectively. You know, we all packed up, went home and started working from home. And this would have been a massive change program had we actually deliberately set out to do this. So I think it gave us a, a massive ability to reset and start to completely rethink what work is, where it gets done, how we do it, when we do it, and then to start to look at how our workplaces need to support that, to adapt to that and to change. And what I saw through that process is that now many, many more organizations are starting to think about, well, what does flexibility look like? And it's not just about the workplace, it's about the work itself. So the work that I'm doing with some organizations at the moment is we're actually helping them redesign what does work look like? Where do I do this type of work, that type of work? What activities do I do in the office? What am I coming in for? What value does my workplace actually offer me as an individual and to the business? And what does our workplace need to actually then look like to enable that function? You know, so if we think about it, we do a lot of our deep focused work at home because we have the ability to disconnect, to concentrate. If we've got the right home set up, um, you know, obviously people with children who don't have that, you know, quite alone time might prefer to come into the office. And so we still need to provide that space in the office. But for a large proportion of other people, they're coming in to socialize, to collaborate, to connect, to learn. So that means that the design and style of our workplaces need to look very different. I'm not going in there to sit at a workstation behind two screens and, you know, plug out an eight hour day. I'm going in there. I want to have cafe facilities because I want to have that one-on-one conversation with my colleague. I want a collaboration space because we need to have that brainstorming meeting where we can put stuff up on the screen. We can share our ideas and we can brainstorm on a whiteboard. You know, there's lots of different ways that we want to be working when we're in the workplace that don't necessarily lend themselves to the traditional, you know, workstation or office setup. So you've kind of outlined some of the things that I was going to ask you about for the next question, but it was about your book. So you've released a new book, The Next Workplace, Designing Dynamic Environments That Inspire Human Potentials. So I wanted to ask you about, is there an exercise you take people through when they're trying to reimagine their workspace? And you've kind of mentioned some of the key things that you cover there, but do you have anything on your website or through the book that people can use to go through? Yeah, there's a number of activities that are outlined in the book to help people start this process. A lot of the data that organizations need to start to inform what their next workplace is going to look like already exists within their current workplace. They just don't know how to find it. They don't know how to unlock it. They don't know how to analyze it or interpret it. So the book gives people a series of activities that they can do individually or with their team to start to look at that. And that's from everything from understanding what the purpose of the organization is to getting a team to articulate what they think the values of the business are all the way through to actually writing a brief that you can then take out to market so that you can get the right people on board to facilitate this because you know a workplace does require technical capability so you will need support from you know specialist consultants but there is a lot of work that you can start to do to build a business case internally to start to prepare yourself so that you're educated when you do go to the market you know what the right partner is going to look like for you you've already got some insight into where you're heading and you can start to be much more of an active participant in that conversation and that whole process rather than a passenger on the ride and sort of being you know pushed around by the real estate agent or the designer or anyone else you've got enough knowledge to make an informed contribution to that process thanks again to melissa marston for speaking with me about reimagining workplace experiences and some of the reasons people may want to come into physical workspaces the next episode will feature the final part of our conversation where we'll talk about attracting her ideal clients advocating for change and what she wishes someone would have told her before she became a parent and a business owner 
check out her work at melissamarsden.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with your network. It helps other parents find the podcast. Connect with me, Amy, online at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.